Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. We went really long. Let's go to the uh, hotline on time. Perfect. And welcome uh, to the show, the great Colin Quinn. Colin, how are you, buddy? Uh, what's up, Mike? I'm here with uh, your uh, your other buddy, uh, Bobby Kelly, is with us. Say hi to say hi to your uh, former number one best friend. Hi, hi buddy. Bobby. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. Only the girl that answered the phone. I think she's mad at me. Why? I go. Hi. She goes. Oh, good morning. And I didn't say anything. I just waited to be connected. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Nobody takes her seriously. Why would you do? No. Why would you do that? Was, Why? Because I was shut up. I just woke up, and it's like we already said hi. Now you got to say good morning too. Well, I was checking the line to make sure that you're, you know, it sounded good. But were you mad? No, I'm not mad. I was just trying to do my job, but you know, and make it hard. Whoa. So it's okay. <laughs> Thanks for putting her on blast. Yeah. That sounds happy. <laughs> uh, Colin, I was talking about this this morning. Uh, on Friday night, I got into a weird wormhole on uh, YouTube and watched hours of uh, Tough Crowd. And what a great show that is and oh. how there's no way anything like that can ever be done. And if uh, and, I, and I thought maybe I shouldn't even talk about the fact that I watched it because it could probably ruin a lot of careers of people who are still successful now, including Kevin Hart. Yeah, sure. I mean, you <laughs> well, had to... You. I think you be awarded. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. I'm, I was gonna no. say hey, day on the tough crowd day. Eh? I was gonna say if you're so worried about ruining careers, you're gonna have to actually name check Kevin Hart. Like, ruin a lot of careers. Kevin Hart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just. Well, Patrice is dead, so we got. I had to go right to Kevin. No, I know. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was funny. It was a great show. It was honest. And it was, you know, look, at times it said stuff that everybody's horrified by now. But, you know, what are you going to say? It was just, it was try. That was the whole point of the show for me was everybody trying to be spontaneous, like in the moment and honest and funny. And for years, all I heard in showbiz and everywhere was like, oh, everything's so phony. Everything's so set up, so that show is going to be not phony and not set up. And you know, obviously, that people claim that's what they want. That's not what they want, you know. The two, the two of you guys, what, so sound, sound bitter. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Patrice O'Neill is easily one of the most honest comedians I've ever seen in my life. He is so. He didn't, I mean, he. you guys are both friends with him, but it would seem to me he didn't care if he ever had a friend because he didn't care about what he ever, he just said whatever the hell he wanted to say and didn't care what what how you felt about it. Who? Patrice. Who? Oh, yeah. Sure. That, that seems, people always tell you if you want to do it, you got to be fearless, and he seemed to be like the most, the most fearless guy. And also, I like to watch that show because to see Jim Norton when he was fat, what a weird transition that is. 
Yes, he was a terrible-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, uh, who did you like? I know they had a, a, a you know a rotating guest. Who were the best? Like when you when you looked at the schedule, who were the who are the better people on the show? I mean, they were they were all the usual suspects, and then we had a couple of new a couple of new young Turks like Bob Kelly that I loved having on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a new guy to me. I didn't know him that well, but you know. I loved him because he was very honest and funny, and you know he was in the moment. That was that was the show. Like people just get on and jump in. This is why Colin's yeah. the best, though. And he fought two times for me to be. He fought for me to be on the show. Right. He actually had like the producer would lie to Colin, right, and say I was unavailable. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And and and, right. and yeah. he he would scream at him like I don't get him on the show, and then he actually. Tried to get me a writing job on the show, and he told me, yeah. you know, to put together a packet. And I put together like my first writing packet. Uh-huh. And of course, it didn't work out, you know, because my spelling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you got to know what two to use in a sense. <laughs> when there's more people than one on the show, there is an important word. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I stunk, but he he tried. You know what I mean? Oh, that was nice. You, but he wound up firing. You know, yeah, uh, Bobby was good. sorry, good. Who? But you you fired all the writers. But you, sorry, I just tooted. Uh, <laughs> I fired them all. Yeah, Keith. I uh, know. When I first started, yeah, when I first started the show, I said I'm going to hire all my comedian friends as writers because they're all so funny. This is when Bob was still in LA. I hired Patrice, uh, Keith. I don't know if it was Patrice. I think it was Keith, yeah, Nick, Norton, Gerard, right? Yeah. And yeah. within, um, I walk in the office on like my second day, and these guys, you know, it was like a really good gig. They were still going to be on the show. It was really a great gig, and I would be with people I really liked. And I was like, this is what is missing in TV shows, hiring comedians to write, because they're so funny, and I know because they're, I'm doing them a favor. They'll take, you know, they weren't like big names. Nobody's looking to hire them as writers or even performers. I said, they'll probably really work extra hard. I walk in the second day, Keith and Norton are watching porn. <laughs> in the early days, that porn. <laughs> they have a nice office in midtown Manhattan. And they, were, and they weren't even like, hey, man, I'm sorry, we'll get to work. They just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they were Canadians. <laughs> And that's why I hate and love comedians. I hate them because they don't care enough to even put in the efforts to somebody. But at the same time, you love them because they just don't care. I mean, yeah. there's something very funny about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, we I watched it for a long time, and we all loved remote control. When the first time we really, most of the world saw Colin Quinn, if you weren't in New York. And then, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live. And then how is it that you... How is it that you uh, transition like into more one man show type things? Like, where, how do you and Seinfeld develop a relationship? Does he see you and just like you, or how does that work out? Don't say transition. Um, <laughs> well, Seinfeld, I've known Seinfeld. I've, I've been friends with Seinfeld since like the early nineties, really. So yeah. it wasn't really when he was on his show. I knew him, you know, through Mario Joyner was good friends with him. We all used to just hang out. So I've known him for. Long time before tough crowd, before SNL. You know? 
Uh, I and and does he? Because I know that he takes an interest in in other comedians and then uses his his money and his power to try and uh, you know give them that, right. that that boost. Not just to, not that you didn't have enough to you know just to give them that that shine that Seinfeld shine. Well, you're that, kind of implying that, Mike. But n- no, no, I, you, know, you can't say you can't say. Well, you know, Jerry uses his influence and power to bring you up, but your boost drops not that you need it. You can't say both. <laughs> I just wonder what. Play both sides against the middle. I I know that I like the fact that he uh, I like that he called out Mark Norman that he liked that he liked Mark and he took Mark on the road with him and he that he, ended quickly. Oh, he that, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no. That's the one thing about that's the one thing about Colin. He'll he'll take you in. And help you, and always help you for life. Like Colin will take you in like a like a dog. Uh, a Seinfeld will dump you off. There's a trailer. <laughs> Tom Papa's. <laughs> Tom Papa's in L.A. Mark, Mark's hanging out with Shane Gillis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I am uh, looking forward to you coming here, but unfortunately, uh, you know. When you come here, we're leaving for a cruise tomorrow morning, so we're not going to be in town. Colin's going to be at the Straw Center. Oh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Gal- yeah. Uh, we, we will be gone this weekend, but uh, Colin will be over at the Straws. I'm still angry. Um, I, I, I still bring this up all the time, but I was listening to Colin on Howard years ago, and um, I'm not a big reader. I just I, I'd much rather just right. watch something to move. I, I ingest small pieces of media at all times, like everybody else now. And sure. Colin Colin raved raved about this book that changed his life, the Confederacy of Dunces. Jesus and I mean, he yeah. talked, and I thought, here's a guy that I think is funny and I respect. And if he loved this book so much, I'm going to love this book. Yeah. And I ordered that book, yeah. and I got to tell you, that is the most boring book I've ever read in my life. I still can't get uh, what you got out of that book. I got the book, too. He did the same thing to me, and uh, I cut a hole in it, and I store money in it to hide from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> book stinks. <laughs> that book, First of all... That's a, that's a snooze fest. <laughs> First of all, you just started the sentence by going, I'm not a big reader. So why would you... The one book, you know what I mean? That's like saying I'm not a sports fan, but I didn't enjoy. Uh, uh, I'm bad at these analogies. So I know, I know what you're saying, but it's like it's like Oprah and her book club. Like all those, all those women were like, "Well, if Oprah liked it, I'm gonna like it." Well, I'm not gonna like necessarily what Oprah likes, but when Colin Quinn likes a book, right. I think yeah. this must be you're and, my Oprah. And first of all, you don't need to tell us you're not a big reader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, here's the other point. If you guys would read it again, I know you're not gonna, but. If you really get and think about Patrice as Ignatius, mm-hmm. even though he's black and the character's white, it's easy. I literally used to tell Patrice, I go, Patrice, you've got to read this book. You're Ignatius. You are Ignatius. And, of course, he just gave me that. The royal, you know, Patrice. Yeah. The other part about him was, like, I'll say a couple of times, like, producers back in the tough crowd days would come in. And they'd say, hi, Patrice, I'm such a big fan. And uh, I'm producing, I'm doing this. And before they even said what it was, he would just turn in his chair. He would always sit at the bar, the cellar, you know. And he'd turn in his chair and just look at them like royalty when, like, somebody's coming to petition, you know, <laughs> to get their land back. Like, it was the most amazing thing. But he is Ignatius. So I think you really, if you read it through the eyes of 
that, I think it would be a better read. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it was so it was so bad that I thought I can't. If Colin loved this, maybe it's me. Yeah. So then I got the audio version of it, and yeah. I listened to it on a plane. And I was like, "This is even worse." Than if you I told me that if I read that book, three wishes would come true, <laughs> I still would read that book. Yeah, <laughs> it, at least Mike tried. Bob, you read like three pages and gave up. <laughs> yeah, because it was. I, I. It's not, dude. I tried to read that book seventeen times. I fell asleep seventeen times. It's and I I tried to read it at like noon. It's a the yeah. book the book. I, I will try again. I will do. Nobody, it. Bob, nobody read. Don't do it. Nobody gonna... should read a book at noon. <laughs> nobody should read a book at noon. <laughs> uh, Colin Quinn's tour is called the Last Best Hope Tour, and he is coming to the Strauss Center on March twelfth. You can get your tickets at uh, Ticketmaster or Strauss Center's website, and uh, go see your friend Colin Quinn. I saw this show. You did? I'm t- I've seen every. Thanks, I've seen every one of Colin's shows. This is the best one he's yes. done. It was hysterical. Really? It was so yeah because I don't know. It's like it, it's this one man show, but it this it was almost the stand up tempo to it. It was so funny. I was uh, me and Liz went to see it. We were cracking up. He, Colin, he, the way Colin speaks his his cadence, he's very he's, he draws you in. You're you're very interested in what he's saying, and it's very funny. Yeah. By the way, now it can be said the day Bob came, and Bob is just on buying tickets. He really does it different than all these other comics. He he bought tickets, which is like you know he doesn't have to do that, but he's doing that to be you know a good friend. He shows up at the show. Little does he know. That day, I had a whole plan. I saved two seats right in front of him. And we had a plan that Keith Robinson was going to come in <laughs> at the last minute and sit right in front of him. No, because the re- and, yeah, the, I don't buy my tickets because, I, because I'm a good person. Yeah. I buy my tickets because Colin Quinn and his team are, are just, just evil Twisted people. <laughs> his first special. Do you have time? Can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, oh yeah. His first special, Michael. He, I, he, I, I said, I'm going to come. It's at the theater, two blocks away from my house. He goes, No, 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 no. I'm getting you tickets. You and Dawn. I'm going. No, I'm buying tickets. No, I'm getting you tickets. I was like, I was on it. He was one of yeah. my. This is my number one best friend before my contact, right, right. right? And I love Colin. So I'm, I tell Dawn we're going. We get dressed up. We're going to theater district. I'm thinking we're going to come in, and they're going to go, Mr. Kelly. You know, oh, right. Mr. Kelly, oh, this way. Oh, your right here, yeah. Uh, so we go in, and I go to Will Call, and I get my Colin Quinn closest friends tickets mm-hmm. with my wife, which is a different game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Me by myself, one thing. When you bring your wife, that's a different game. Who, who got her hair done that day. Different, yeah. Dude, yeah. blown out. Yeah. I mean, she looks great. And I tell her this is going to be great. We they hand us the tickets. I go to the lady. I go. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to go up front, or maybe hey, I'll call him wants to see you right. and take. Uh, she goes, yeah, right, right there. She points. She doesn't have. No one walks us to our seats right. because they're right there by the door, <laughs> behind a camera, with Howard's whack pack behind us. I got a Tourette's guy spitting in my wife's blown out hair. I am violently angry. Violently angry. I am so. I'm. I am. I'm not kidding, dude. I was violently angry, screaming like, like John. We're gonna, why would you do this? We can't do 
Thank God, the lady goes. We need uh, we need four people. I went us, uh-huh. and they took us and gave and moved us. It. So I call him up uh, immediately after. Right, we're walking back. I'm I'm uh, I'm like bringing her back like in Goodfellas, uh, just throw, be, throwing her in the house to go beat this guy, uh, dude. I I tell him I call him. I am furious. Uh, no joking around. Next special, I go call him. I'm buying. He goes, No, I got you. I got you. It will never happen. Didn't learn your lesson the first time. I go, okay. Are you sure? I don't want. I I two hours in traffic from West to get down to his show, all the way down where he lives. Right. We get into the thing. There's a lady out front. Robert, come with me. Uh uh They bring me inside. They take me to a special. Now, do you think you're getting sucked suckered in yet? No. Okay. There's a woman waiting for me. Right. They bring me to a special elevator. This is all like it. Yeah. They mm. put me in a chair. Wait right here, Mr. Kelly. We're getting your seat ready. They bring me in, and they put me in a row. Right in the first two seats, there's some crazy, like, hooker broad, and then some Brooklyn Irish mobster, Pierre Carden from head to toe, and gold rings uh, that you have to get by killing the guy, and then you take the ring. Right, right. And then necklaces, uh, bo- uh, boxing glove necklaces. <laughs> And he's looking at Fatso coming in like, ah, oh, this son of a... He's mad. Then I look, there's two seats, and there's a big chubby chick, right? I'm with somebody. Right. There's a big chubby chick. She immediately puts her fat elbow on the thing like, no way, Fatso. Uh-huh. So now me and her, I'm holding my boobs. I look right in front of me. There's a camera in front of me. So I had to watch the show... And I, the whole show, I'm just leaning right to left to see <laughs> Around the And I was, I, I was, I was giving him a like a fu face because right, right. I wanted him to be in the middle of his thing and look out and see me going, "You did it again. I hate you. I hate you." So I will never. I told him never will I ever get any ticket from him right, from for anybody. A show. Who works for him? Will I ever, ever do that again? I buy my tickets, I pick my seat, and that's it. I would pay a thousand dollars to sit next to you, sitting next to Keith Robinson. Oh, he was going to do it. I got my seat. No, no, I had, I had no plan where Keith was going to sit right in front of him. Oh. Uh, Keith Robinson is a very funny comedian who hates Bobby. The entire anytime we have him on the show, oh, just he hates everybody. He hates everybody. He hates everybody. But he's just like Bobby. You're stupid. You're com- like he had Rachel Feinstein on the show who had a new baby, and he'd be like, Rachel, you're an awful mother. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a terrible mother. You're surprised you didn't leave the baby in the cab. Like he just mean to everybody. Oh, that would have been great yeah, to see. Colin, Colin Quinn had our special, his special on HBO. Yeah. And this is why he's the best. He put us all on it. And I know, and he could t- maybe you could tell us this, Colin. I know that when you mentioned all of our names, they said no to most of us. <laughs> no, they were actually uh, pretty uh, mellow about the whole thing. It was just kind of the idea. So they were, okay, yeah. So it I'm, wasn't really that bad at all. I'm glad you didn't use the word happy. <laughs> he changed it to mellow at the last second. <laughs> um, Bobby and Colin have a great relationship. They've been friends for a long time. Yes. But when I first started hanging out with Bobby a lot, Bobby would just, he would get texts on his phone and he would just shake his head in frustration. And finally I go, what's wrong? And he goes, that stupid Quinn keeps sending me all these folk songs. It's been <laughs> three days sending him obscure folk songs from YouTube. There's two things that Colin Quinn does that, uh, th- I mean, it's past the point of, 
It's just in my bones now that just bothers me. It's yeah. like a knee injury uh-huh. or a back thing that you just, ah, what's wrong? It's just Colin. <laughs> he, he sends me, <clears throat> he, mem- he knows, he memorizes my calendar for the year. Right. So he'll, at any point, he'll know where I'm going or what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right? To the point where I had to hide gigs like i wouldn't put them on <laughs> i would put them on my calendar i would actually not sell tickets right so that so he Colin wouldn't would annoy you <laughs> yes yeah. and he sends me old songs yeah and it is annoying cuz i have to push on it and 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 i i and it it it's it, 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 it's so, it makes me so furious what about when he makes up songs his his songs. Oh, that, I'm sorry. There's three things that annoy me about Colin Quinn. His songs are some of the worst limericks I've ever heard. That is where I have to disagree with you because uh, one of my favorite songs is Colin Quinn's Thanks. "It's All Gonna Happen." Thank you. Yeah, I love. It's it. all gonna happen. It's still. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all gonna happen. It's still a. It's it's a number one hit. It's one of the most positive songs out there. It's all sing a little bit of it. It's all gonna happen. Bob, Bob was Bob was on the set of some movie and he started singing it, and a guy next to him started smiling. <laughs> see, you see, it's contagious, Bob. Yeah, that's why his songs aggravate Bob, me. Bob, where was that? I forget. <laughs> I was on the set, and I and it just came out. It's all gonna happen, and the dude next to me. <laughs> it makes me so angry, and my family. The guy next to you smiling. <laughs> Mike, the guy next to you smiling like it was a good song. It is. It is. It, listen, I, it's one of those things that I sing when I'm when I'm feeling down. It makes me. We're going on a cruise. It's all gonna happen. We're gambling and not lose. It's all gonna happen. We're not drinking booze. It's, it's all, all gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's a, that's a, that song's a smash. It makes me so angry that everybody loves the song, and you can't help but sing it in certain situations. Yes, yeah. you can hate it all you want, but later on you're yeah. gonna be like, "Gotta tie my shoes." It's all, all gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is my muse. It's all gonna happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, Colin, I wish we could be here. This oh God. Uh, he just sent me. <laughs> what did he send? Ruby Keeler and Dick Powell sing and dance opening. It's called Petting in the Park. He sends me this one a lot, and it makes me. Can I play a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Put it up to the microphone. It makes me. It makes me so mad. Uh-huh. This song is the worst one he sends me, and I hate it. I love this. Take someone who's sweet along with you for a little exercise. All right. This is, yeah. I hate this song so much. I love it. I think that's great. I hate, and that's what his songs are based on. These little things. Mm-hmm. 
pet in the park is the worst thing he's ever said. It's <laughs> yeah. it, and it gets stuck in your head. So now I'm gonna be somewhere later, and I'm gonna be in CVS trying to buy toothpaste. Petting in the park. Well, carry, carry a coffee can so you can sing into it like that guy. <laughs> Petting in the park. He really just it gets stuck in your head. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it. Colin Quinn is going to be at the Strauss Center. Last Best Hope Tour. Get your tickets now and go see Colin. And, uh, man, I, I love having you on. I can't wait. Next time, I, you know, obviously, we're not here, but we'd, uh, you're always, we're always love to have you in the studio, man. It's great to talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Love you, buddy. Have a good trip. It was a big finish, Colin. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you later. Hey. A lot of dudes. See you later. Uh, he's great. I've always liked him. Yeah, he's the best man. He's awesome. He's uh, he's he's. He, I'm telling you, out of all the guys, he's one of the. He's probably the most solid guy in New York City. He yeah. always always has put all of us in something. Has tried to. I mean, dude, he he wrote uh, Sister Ping, which is probably one of the greatest roles I've ever played. Bobby played an old Asian woman, a Tibetan drug smuggler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Sister Ping. It's Sister on Ping. YouTube. It's it's one of the funniest looking things you'll ever see in your life. Cop show to me, if they put that on TV, it would yeah. have been one of the best television shows ever made. They did put it on. I mean, you can still go watch some. You can watch it on YouTube yeah. right now. You can watch yeah. Cop Show. It's all free on YouTube right now. It is one of the funniest TV shows. Yeah. Uh, and now they're doing. Now what makes me sick is they're doing it, but they're doing it with their people that they wanted to do it like with. Brooklyn Nine Nine kind they're, of stuff. It's it's uh, they're doing a show right now um, on Netflix or I think it is where it's the, you they whatever yeah. like the like they're having famous people in the episodes. They basically stole his idea. Yeah, and they tweaked it a little bit. But Colin, it's the it's one of the funniest shows. Sister Ping is probably the greatest role I've ever played. <laughs> You were meant to play it. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. We're running way late. Uh, we have still have a lot of things to get to. We have so many. Today's the worst day. We have uh, talk about Bobby. Bobby is doing his special. We're going to tell you about the special, where it's going to be, uh, the whole deal. We'll tell you that when we come back. Tonight, we got the Land Cruise. We're going to be out at Size Putters tonight. Bobby will be out there. Mike Feeney, Mike Cannon, Brendan Sagalow. Uh, we're going to have a great time tonight at Side Splitters. If you want to get tickets, get them before tonight. Get them online at sidesplitterscomedy.com. Uh, we'll be back. We'll get into that. We, plus, we got to go over the man list from yesterday. We have a lot of things to get to. It's a Mike Calta show. It's 1025 The Bone. You're listening to Tampa Bay's most. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S. based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.